What up, what up, and welcome to the show. Maggie and Perloff, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, we are streaming on the free Odyssey app. We are on Sirius XM Channel 158 and YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. That's where you can join the chat, and that's where you can watch us. It's a fun, fun time. Okay, we've got to get to some of the crazier things we've heard at the Combine. Perloff, we're going to play a little game called Are They Lying? It's one of our absolute favorite Combine games. Um, Stu, maybe a little game show music for that one. Thank you. Stu and I share a brain. Because this is generally lying season in the NFL. Oh, my gosh. Nothing is a bigger lying season than the draft. But now it sort of goes into free agency, too. So nobody's (laughs) telling the truth. No, it's one big ball of lies. And that's why Perloff and I have to be here to tell everyone, are they lying or somehow is there a kernel or shred of truth here? Okay, so let's start with just what we've heard today. Let's hear from Jets general manager Joe Douglas. We know the Jets are in the market for a veteran quarterback, but he was asked about Zach Wilson. Again, our stance on Zach hasn't changed. You know, we feel like Zach has a has a very high ceiling. Obviously, the, the first two years haven't played out the way that anybody's hoped. In my time in the league, I've found that when players love this game and when players work their tails off, they usually hit their ceiling. And so I feel like Zach definitely has those traits. Perloff, is Joe Douglas lying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again. Fact, <laughs> I, this is the third time he's told that lie. This <laughs> I do not see him believing in Zach Wilson based on the fact that they're all in on Rodgers and Carr. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr has a future. There's no way you could be impressed with Derek Carr and still be into Zach Wilson. Is there? No, this is 100% lie. And I also don't know if I believe that Zach Wilson actually loves football. I mean, it wasn't. If you really love football, right? You really love it. Does your head coach tell you, go sit on a beach somewhere and read a book? I mean, I don't think so. I think they would say, I know it's going to be impossible to keep you out of the film room. You yeah. Know, all of this screams 100% total and utter lie. I don't know if I believe that either, that if you put in the maximum effort, you're going to be a good football player. Most draft picks are bust. I mean, the overwhelming majority of them, and they probably work really hard. That sounds like a line. <laughs> How many lies were in that one statement? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Joe Douglas, but sorry, you're, you're clearly fibbing here. <laughs> okay. Uh, our next one, let's hear from 49ers general manager John Lynch. Now, we know Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff decided not to come to the scouting combine. So we will not hear from him. But John Lynch was asked about who else? Jimmy Garoppolo and his future in San Fran. Jimmy has been tremendous for us. Um, You know, a lot of people want to talk about what we didn't accomplish with him. What I know is we won a lot of football games with Jimmy. I admire, we admire his toughness. We admire the teammate that he was. I do believe that it's probably run its course. But Jimmy's going to go play good football for someone. Please stop lying. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo is never leaving San Francisco. (laughs) You know it. We know it. This is all just a bold-faced lie. Why do they continue to lie to themselves and to us? Well, that's not a 100% lie because he said probably run its course. So even he's admitting probably. (laughs) He didn't say it's definitely run its course. So I'm going to give him telling the truth here because the only only thing that's truthful is that he's leaving a window. No, I, I think he is telling the truth in this moment. But if you actually pull back, depending on how much money Garoppolo wants. Yeah. Is there a better fit football-wise for him than San Francisco? They need a veteran quarterback. He knows how to play in Kyle Shanahan's offense. 
Prof, it doesn't, Run it back, Maggie. It doesn't matter what the number is. They'll find a way to pay it. Like, they'll <laughs> find a way to keep Garoppolo. I, uh, okay, so there's no logic. There's just love here. No, I, I mean, the idea that you're going to go into the season with Brock Purdy coming off of potentially a UCL surgery, which he hasn't even had yet, elbow surgery, and then you're going to go with Trey Lance, who started four NFL games and got hurt in two of them. That doesn't seem like the answer. Garoppolo, yeah, I mean, just, it's okay. Just keep your bags unpacked. I think Garoppolo wants three years, $100 million, or three years, $125 million. Pay him. Whatever. I don't know if the Niners want to do that. Obviously, they don't want to do that, and I think I know why. Yeah, because he gets hurt all the time. He gets hurt all the time. I know, but that's the problem with all of their quarterbacks. <laughs> they all get hurt all the time. So, you need several. They need four quarterbacks minimum to make it through the season. You can't pay. You can't have three $100 million quarterbacks on your roster. I know the cap is. <laughs> Who are the other two hundred million million? Well, eventually you're going to have to pay Lance or Purdy or somebody else. Eh, that's tomorrow's problem. That's not my problem today. Okay, let's move on. Here is Pete Carroll. Known combine liar, may I just say. Told us last year Russell Wilson wasn't going anywhere. I don't want to sway the opinion before we even hear the comment. Lie. He, Lie coming. Here's Pete Carroll <laughs> talking about his relationship with Russell Wilson in the wake of the big athletic expose that said that Wilson tried to get Pete Carroll fired. I'm always going to hang with him, and I'm never going to leave him. And I'm going to be there at the end of all of the good stuff and all of the bad stuff. I'm going to still be there. And so uh, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm hanging. Regardless of what has happened or has taken place or the things that have been said at all, if you hang with him, it all comes back around. So I'm good. I can't accuse him of lying because I don't know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> what is, I'm going to hang with him. Now. Like they're going to yeah. hang out and... Go get coffee? What the heck okay. is he talking about? Uh, you're right. I think it's a technicality. I think if Russell Wilson calls Pete Carroll, like, he's picking up the phone. Yeah. But I don't think that he's, like, they're not doing dinner. I don't know. If, if he does ask him to dinner, Russ, I mean, Carroll's already committed to hang with him, Maggie. So they're <laughs> yeah. going to hang. I'm hanging with him. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coach, want to hang? We'll watch some TV. Maybe order some food. No. I'm hanging with him. He you said know, he's I'm hanging, hanging with him. That's got last minute, sorry, something came up, written all over it. No, I, I think hanging, he never said that. <laughs> he basically, he could have said, Russ is my guy. I just really appreciate him playing. And like, I, I love Russell Wilson. Instead, he said, through the good and the bad, I'm hanging with him. That is, so I, I think he's not lying because he's basically not saying anything nice about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can put him as down as my, as uh, the emergency contact. <laughs> I guess I'll bail him out of jail. Is that, if that, if that ever came down to you? You know, I'm, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. You know, quarterbacks and coaches, Throughout NFL history, always fight. It's a long history. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Dolden get along. Eventually, they get back. They come back together. Yeah, Belichick I, and Brady. Belichick and Brady. I'm yeah. sure. Phil a lot Sims, of, Bill Parcells. Yeah, eventually yeah. they'll be fine, right? In five years, Russell Wilson will be doing Russell Wilson things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Wilson probably has a little more repairing to do than Pete Carroll. Oh, because he tried to get him fired? Well, allegedly. And by the way, he had every right to get him fired. That offense was terrible at the end under Seattle. It's Not to get him fired. It was time to move on. I know. It's a hell of a power play, though. And the fact that you went to, allegedly, according to the article, you went to the team owners, asked to get Carroll and the GM fired, and then a week later you were traded. It's like, that's a big L in the power play Not really. conversation. He he came on, his agent came on the Dan Patrick show yeah. the year before. And he basically said off air, he's like, Russell wants out of there so bad. He's like, this offense is so archaic. 
Now, it turned out that he went to the wrong offense. Yeah. I get it. They would hand off every first down and second down. No, but you understand, like, Russell tried to make the power play and right. ownership pick Pete Carroll the year before, over the quarterback. Russell won out. He yeah. wanted he wanted to get traded, and they, they couldn't find a partner for him. So he was stuck there. Uh, he was he was a three-year process. He wanted out so bad. He wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. So he's like, you got to fire this coach. He, him and Carroll weren't doing well. Maybe that was like his Costanza, you know? He was trying to get fired and get traded so bad. He's like, uh, you got to trade, you got to fire uh, Carroll and Schneider. Actually, Kevin Durant just did the same yeah. thing, right? One or the other. Yeah, but I mean, Russell had four teams. He actually gave them the teams. Oh, I remember like, the Bears me. were one of them. It was like, wow, you really want to get out yeah, of there. Brady wanted the Bears, too. It was weird. <laughs> Don't get it. Uh, but I, anyway, I, I think that Russ had every right to, to want to get out of there because it was not where, where were they going? Well, apparently the playoffs, because <laughs> that's where they went last year with I mean, Geno Smith. I mean, if you if is there a franchise with less hope than the Seahawks right now? Oh, I don't look at them that way. They still got draft picks. They got all the Denver's draft picks. Yeah, that's true. They have draft. Yeah, that's a good point. But I don't. Understand. They had they a got great draft, draft, draft picks. This They've year. got good wide receivers. They've got a good running back in Kenneth Walker. The defense needs a lot of help. I saw their Super Bowl odds. They're twenty fifth in the league. That's not good. Uh, okay, let's get to our last Are They Lying? This one just came in. Rand Carthon is the new general manager for the Tennessee Titans, had this to say about Ryan Tano. I mean, Ryan's done a great job. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's won a lot of football games, as you guys know. So he's under contract. I'm excited about moving forward with him. And, you know, I know everybody wants to make a big deal, you know, out of the quarterback position and whether he will or won't be here. But you guys just have to accept the fact that Ryan is under contract, you know, for us. And right now he's a Titan and he will be a Titan. Ooh, the right now. Oh, dead giveaway. Ryan, this is your first one of these, isn't it? First time in the big seat. Uh, showing it. So he wants out. Obviously. Definitely. When you hit yeah. the right now, whenever you caveat, he's he's, he's our quarterback right now. You basically you, dead giveaway. When you hit the he's under contract, it's like we're stuck with him. We can't really do anything <laughs> with him, so we might as well just keep him. Yeah. I mean, that had all of it in there. He's won a lot of games for us. Exactly what everyone says about veteran quarterbacks. It's like, well, he lost a couple high-profile ones for you, too. Right now, he's a Titan, and he will be a Titan. Uh. Yeah. So they uh, listen. Great amount of curve. It was his first one. Well, it's I Rand think, Carthon's first time. No, he? I think he said exactly what we wanted to say. He has two issues here. So I'm reading now. They save 18 million in cap if they cut him now, but if they wait till June 1st, they save 28 million dollars in cap. So at any article on who's the most likely cap casualty, Ryan Tannehill's number one. So they have to cut him. Here's a question: Do you, they're going to cut him? Do you restructure something with him? Yeah, who's going to be your quarterback in Tennessee? Malik Willis was not ready. But aren't you ready to move on? He's 35. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going anywhere with Tannehill. Right. So you would start. I would kind of start over. Let Tannehill go to the Jets or something. And they're, the, the Tennessee has the 11th pick. Great. I mean, yeah, yeah, might you be got, hard you're going to have to trade up. It might be hard to get a quarterback there. Uh, maybe take a, a late fly. Uh, that's tough. Get a bridge quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Well, your bridge I might as well, I guess, be Tannehill. <laughs> well, no, no, be Tannehill. You have to figure out a contract with Tannehill. You're not paying him. You're not paying him thirty-six million dollars next year, are no, you? No, that's that's outrageous. That's that's no that's no good. You also so just you lost to, your left tackle in Taylor Lewan. You have to play hardball with Ryan Tannehill. So basically, he's saying there, he's basically sending a message saying we're cutting you, right there. That was that's we all know GM speak. So he told Tannehill's people, hey, if you want to be on this team, yeah, bring back a, a small cut. number. Yeah. 
But I don't even know. At 35, do you want Tannehill? I do not. Couldn't finish the season. Wasn't healthy. And unfortunately for Malik Willis, this was not a ringing endorsement that they had to bring in Josh Johnson four days before a do-or-die game. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry. San, Fran- San Francisco brought in Josh Dobbs. Yeah, I don't know what to do there. You're right. Malik is definitely not ready. Uh, that's a tough spot. Yeah, I guess get Tannehill for cheap. How about the, how about Titan sneaky tank contender? It's tough in that division. But I don't Jacksonville know. is is definitely not going to be tanking. Indianapolis, I don't think so. I think they're gonna they're gonna draft a quarterback and they're up high enough because Indy's picking fourth. It feels maybe like maybe uh, that's a sneaky tank situation. Yeah. Although I, you know what, Mike Vrabel's now got more power, right? Because that he. You know, the other GM got fired, and now Vrabel's there. No no head coach wants to tank because those losses go on the record. Well, they have a couple stars, too. I mean, they have Derek Henry and Jeffrey Simmons. and they're, I, mean, they're, I think they're keeping Henry. I think he's back next year. They're not going to tank with Derek Henry there. Eh, I, mean, the, I mean, they didn't win a lot of games with Henry this year. Yeah, they, they were 7-3. and three, or weren't They They were 7-10. and ten. Yeah, weren't they? Did they lose their last six or seven? They games? They lost their last seven games. Yeah, so they were fine, and then the injury bug hit, and everything fell apart. Did Did Henry get hurt? I know that Tannehill got hurt. I mean, are they the are they the favorite to win that division right now? Or I guess the Jags. No, are. Jags would be. I they won it what three out of last four times. Who are the other sneaky, not so sneaky tank situations? The tank for Caleb Williams or the tank for Drake May? You're Houston. You're already picking second. So you really can't do this again. Oh, yeah. Could you do this again? Well, if they don't want Bryce Young, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Okay. Mm. I mean, Arizona's not tanking. Could Indy be a tanking? They, no, because they want, they need to draft a young guy just to mix it up. Could the Rams? Like if Stafford isn't fully healthy, just like, all right, we're just going to go full tank and unload everybody. And you got Caleb Williams right there at USC. It seems like the entire NFC South is a candidate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Do they even have their first-round pick next year? Yeah, I was just saying, they, they haven't they, drafted in the first round in a decade. <laughs> uh, I think they have it starting next year. Let me just uh, confirm. Got to make sure they even have their own pick. <laughs> uh, Atlanta, right? Yeah, it's just, it's going to take, in that division, it's going to be hard not to win a couple games. It's funny. I look at every mock draft, mm-hmm. and no one has Atlanta taking a quarterback. What's that? No one has Atlanta taking a quarterback this year. They're they're not linked to any of the young quarterbacks, which I don't understand. Samter, you did some research. What about the Rams draft pick? So the Rams gave their pick to the Lions for this year in 2023, but 2024 when Caleb Williams is going to be out, the Rams will have a first-round pick. Hmm. So. We know Jalen Ramsey's on the trade block. That we found out. They've already cut Bobby Wagner. Do we see an Aaron Donald retirement coming soon? A real one this time. Seems like a good candidate to me, yeah. Trade Cooper Cup? I mean, you really burn this thing to the ground? It's not that much burning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a very top-heavy team. <laughs> yeah, so you just basically have to burn the top layer, and then it's basically gone. Yeah, I mean, McVeigh, McVay, did he threaten retirement this offseason? I can't remember. Oh, it was this yes. offseason. Every offseason. Every offseason, yeah. But he really threatened it this offseason. Uh, I think at his introductory press conference, he says, I'm going to be done after this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Jeffrey in the chat is saying the the Wentz thing is slipping. Apparently it's slipping, and they said that's also kind of appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) The Wentz blown-up SI cover that's behind you. I feel like we should just let 
fate take its course and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and see what happens. And every day, Wentz's cover <laughs> sort of <laughs> slips down the shelf. It does look a little askew. I mean, Perloff is still suffering from that T-bar accident, so we might as well see what Carson Wentz can do to him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I haven't gotten an update on the... Uh... Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They want to bring it up right away. Um, what? <clears throat> Phil? Oh, yeah, it's all good. I got it. Oh, all right, cool. You have it. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, hold on, because I didn't want to step on any toes here because I realized it was kind of a sensitive topic. So, all right. Not to me. We'll get to that in just a moment. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Maybe Perloff did find the jersey. Hmm. You can watch us, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio, our incredible affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app. We're back with them in a minute. Perloff's got a surprise for us. All right, let's do it. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. On this Tuesday, Perloff right now procuring Phil's Randall Cunningham jersey. Thought it was lost, thought it was misplaced, thought that Perloff maybe had left it in Phoenix at the Super Bowl, maybe in a fit of disgust over how the Eagles lost that game. Or just like, you know, in a fog, if you will, after that loss. But now he assures us that he has found the jersey. So Phil is getting this Cunningham jersey. All right, you're back. Welcome back to the I'm, show. I'm back, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I, I left the jersey back in the office. Was it like it a... I was hanging up. I, I You know, I want to take good care of it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Here it is. Phil's <laughs> Randall Cunningham jersey. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, it says... Number 12. That's a Philadelphia Eagles t-shirt. No, it's not. <laughs> that is not what I remember. That's a totally different shade of green. It looks like you wrote 12 in it with a Sharpie on the back. No, no, that looks no, that looks authentic. I can even <laughs> see from here the label. Uh, it might be Sharpie, but it, it definitely looks like an authentic yeah. NFL jersey. Yeah, wow. That's what Phil sent me. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, official, authentic, but this is what Phil sent, and this is what I have. Yeah, that's what Phil sent. Mm-hmm. It smells like Sharpie in here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm super high on Sharpie. <laughs> now we got Sharpie fumes everywhere in the studio. I, it's funny because I remember when when Phil sent us the jersey, he said this was an authentic, and it was like a really cool shade of green, like that Kelly green. That's like. That's just yep. like that. Dark just like green. this, this oh. shirt jersey I'm holding up. Yep. I think that's like a different kind of green. Yeah, I remember Kelly Green being a little bit different. Yeah. Too. Can I, I see know. the front of that? There you mm. go. Philadelphia Eagles official <laughs> NFL jersey. Oh, I don't remember Move the Eagles on. actually saying the word Philadelphia Eagles on the front of their jersey. Yep. Yeah. That was the nineties. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was the throwback. Buddy yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I know. Before yeah. Stu's time, you don't remember that. Stu's first sports memories happened in two thousand. Wouldn't have seen Cunningham. No. Are, are we calling shenanigans on this? I, I don't know. I'm... I, I mean, Phil's here. I Put him on. <laughs> there you I go, feel... buddy. <laughs> oh, Perloff, Perloff, Perloff. You're a funny man. <laughs> funny, funny. It's funny how this worked out. It took a while to find, but I found it, Phil. I will mail it back tomorrow so you can have the jersey safe in your ancestral home <laughs> to celebrate the Eagles. Yep. I thought we were going to get it signed, though, by Cunningham, right? I could do that. Yeah. I think he's going to sign that one. I could have it signed in the next break. (laughs) 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 All right. I forgot Randall's here today. Yeah. he's Mm -hmm, I'm sure he is. Saw him in the kitchen. Yep. So we're good, Phil. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Move on. Move on. Andrew? Yes, Philip? 
I forgive you for losing my jersey, and I forgive any debt that you might owe me because of it. Are you serious? Wait, what? I forgive you. Oh, in that case, this is obviously a Eagles T-shirt that <laughs> I sharpied up in the break. And by yeah. the way, I'm high as a kite on yeah. sharpie things. <laughs> and it stinks in here. But but seriously, there are greater tragedies in the world. It's not. It's not lost yet. Lost, it's lost, and I'm okay with that. And I forgive you for losing it, and I forgive you of any debt you don't owe me. A, you don't owe me a cent. Wow. First Phil, of all, it's very kind of you. And it, really? I'm genuinely moved. You don't have to be this nice to Proff. He definitely you, lost your jersey. It's not lost yet. It's only, when was the Super Bowl? It's only been a couple weeks. These things take time <laughs> to find. Tomorrow's March. Yeah, but it was a late Super Bowl this year, February 12th. <laughs> Phil, it's not lost yet. There are more places to look in my apartment. Well, I'm sure there is, but you know what? No rush. If you find it, great. If not, Greater tragedies in the world. Man, Phil, I Phil, gotta actually, say, you are handling this like a champ. You're a better man than me. Actually, <laughs> Phil, is there some? Is there a butt? Is there a hammer that's about to fall? Are you gonna? Are you gonna show up at the studio and beat me up? No, of course not. I would never do that. I love you, Pearl. I love you, Maggie. And you know what? I'm actually okay with it. I don't believe it. I feel like Phil's about to break through the side like the Kool-Aid man into the studio and just oh, like yeah. <laughs> Phil gets it and just like hammer Pearl off over the head Hulk Hogan stuff. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not like that, but I'm okay with it. Wait, hold but on the line for a second. Hopefully you can find it. All right. Perloff has got something. He wants to go. He's leaving the studio right now, Phil. You know, Phil, I thought you were going to call in. I thought you were going to be like 10 out of 10 red hot about this because not only did Perloff and I not get it signed, but then Perloff completely misplaced the Jersey and you're handling it just like all to, like, like you're an inspiration Phil on how to handle adversity. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Now Perloff has left the studio. He told you Phil to hang on the line. Well, that's fine. You and me can talk. What do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, anything but the Eagles, quite frankly, because I get a lot of that with Perloff. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but yeah. any, talk is, any topic is open. Have but, you uh, been to the Jack in the Box in Redding, California? No, but I have been to a Jackson, Jack in the Box in Nashville. Oh, it's, it's, look at Perloff back in the studio. Look at this. I feel I can't do it anymore. We Obviously, <laughs> yesterday it was completely lost. I found it today. I was just messing with you a little yes, bit. Yes, Perloff right. at the Randall Cunningham jersey. Still not signed. Thank, th th thank you, Perloff. But, uh, see, all good things come together. And you know what? Uh, didn't you look up, like, how much, like, a replacement jersey was yesterday? Yes. Or whatever. Didn't you say it was, like, $190? Yeah, they're all incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah. I made the decision to forgive you first thing this morning when I first woke up. Afterwards, I took out the trash and their recyclables to the community, you know, dumpster. Yeah. And on top of and on top of the and on top of the recyclables was two one hundred dollar bills. What? what? Wow. Phil, we knew there was more I, to the story. The I, universe gave you two hundred bucks. The thing is, I took it back inside, turned on the light, and at the very bottom left corner, it said copy. Oh, oh it was fake. Well, so you had two options. Like, 
Either it was fake or you were going to be on the, the wrong end of a drug cartel. Booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you take those $200 bills, you ever seen, uh, what's that movie? No Country for Old Men? Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to take those $200 bills. You did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely know that. Well, it would have been more than just $200. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not very Probably. good drug dealers. It's <laughs> only $200. Bucks, yeah, right. minor drug dealers. Yeah. yeah they're uh, <laughs> very petty. Selling oregano, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, I found the Randall jersey. We have to send it back to you. Uh, it is we totally We still have to awesome. get it signed. We have to get it. No, well, I think we should send it back. Okay. You don't trust yourself with the Cunningham no. jersey in your, in your uh, disposal. Because it's so cool. I got so many compliments. One, the green, the Kelly green brings out the green in my eyes. Yeah. But also, too, people love Randall Cunningham. I noticed that at the Super Bowl this year. These are universally Perloff, liked. Yes. You can, dis- you can display it behind you and for as long as you want until you get it signed. Okay. We did say we'd get us on. Can I see the other so, T-shirt so, just I that mean, you tried Maggie to pawn her, off? Maggie, Maggie has her Buffalo. You can have the Philly, and behind you can be Randall. <laughs> okay. This is what Perloff. Now we get a side by side with. Here, wait. You, <laughs> Try to you pass put off. yours in your box, and I'll put mine in mine. Yeah. Okay. We're, we have a two shot here. Oh. I know that came outside anywhere. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. This yep. is <laughs> this is what Perloff mm-hmm. was going to try to give Phil, as opposed to. The really dope, awesome Randall Cunningham jersey yeah. that he wore the NFC Championship. Yeah, I was, I and you forgave me for nothing, and I was ready to steal a vintage Randall Cunningham jersey. <laughs> for you. You're making me feel like a bad person, but I think we all learned a lesson here. Two, a couple lessons. One, first lesson: be honest when you think you might have lost a jersey. Number two. Don't expect to find $100 bills on the trash. That's <laughs> yeah. a, a lesson is all this time. Yeah. <laughs> and number three, don't draw a gigantic 12 on the back of a T-shirt because you will get super high on Sharpie fumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now Ackerman gets to have a little of that of Sharpie high. Yeah. You're welcome, Ack. Ack is flying right now. This <laughs> yeah, whole knows? studio, we need some ventilation here. <laughs> who knows where Aaron Rodgers is going in this update. Um, well, listen, Bill... Uh, okay, we'll display it proudly. That means we can kick out the Carson Wentz Sports Illustrated no, blown that's up the, cover. No, the Carson Wentz Eagles SI cover stays. It got more attention yesterday. People cannot under, wrap their head around why we have People a Carson. People are car- angry about People it. People are so mad. <laughs> Phil, did you see we I'll have make, a Carson? I'll make you a deal, Perloff. Yeah. If it falls before the end of the show, it stays down. That's Done. the first thing. It comes go. down. Done. Yeah, we're letting if gravity it do up, its it thing. Stays. If it falls down, you will never put it up again. That seems fair. That's the universe telling Phil that he almost got two hundred dollars today. I got bad and news. And the universe though. telling us that Carson Wentz doesn't deserve a spot on our set. Well, the NFL is trying to write off only Carson. Only if it falls by itself. Yeah. You don't pull it down if it falls naturally. It's not supposed to be up. Okay. But I got to tell you, the NFL has tried to get rid of Carson Wentz before, and the dude keeps coming back and getting <laughs> starting jobs. I would not count that man out. Not by a long shot. Keeps hanging around. Yeah, I mean, he started for th- three different teams in three years. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right, thanks, Phil. All right, Phil. You're welcome. Man, what, Talk a, you later. what a good man Phil is. How about that? I, I honestly, I was expecting Phil to come in like really ticked off. At yeah. Him. He would have had every right. What did you talk to Phil about when I took that minute to run for the jersey? Just catch up on life? I asked him if he ever went to that Jack in the Box in Reading. <laughs> <laughs> did he? No, he's been to a different Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Hard-hitting content from the Maggie and Perlow show. <laughs> so, uh, Phil, we, you we ever did chit-chat. I said uh, we had to make one one stipulation. No Eagles talk. <laughs> I've had enough of that with you. <laughs> I thought I was going to come back and you would move on to another topic and Phil would be on hold. No. But Phil was just there. No, no, no. Talking Jack in the Box. Listen, Phil's an inspiration to all of us. Like to handle that, to handle 
what could have been a tragic situation with you losing his jersey, with the class, grace, dignity that he did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't deserve Phil. No. Oh, <laughs> well, we do. But, we've, said, you know. <laughs> we've said it before. Phil, you complete me. I don't know. We, we don't deserve <laughs> Phil. It's getting weird. Yep. But the I way it got weird a few minutes ago. The way Phil was <laughs> We're being way past weird right now. The way Phil was being so nice, did that make you as nervous as it made me? Yes. I thought he was here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Phil's being too nice. He's got to be in the studio somewhere. I almost took off my glasses, but I thought I was about to get clocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, someone's going like, to. You wanted a guy with glasses, would you? But that being said, Phil wasn't that nice because he did have to sleep on it and find $200 in the garbage before deciding to forgive me. And then the 200 ended up being fake. Yeah. And he still had to think about it. So he did think long and hard about not forgiving me. So Phil's... He slept on it. Yeah, Phil's not a saint. I mean, he's, he well, I made the right decision, but it struggled to get there. Is that your go-to move when you sense danger is to take off your glasses? Well, I mean, the way he was saying it, yeah, I, I don't want to be in a fight with my glasses. Yeah, no, you're at a disadvantage there. But I feel like you'd be at a disadvantage with the glasses off because could you see? It's better you know? to uh, to have a vague target than to get a glass broken into your eye. Yeah. I've broken my glasses before, famously. In a, and well, I remember. Yeah, spinning a basketball. That was not fun. But I was going to say, you've never broken your glasses in a fist fight, right? No. <laughs> I don't see you as the fist fighting kind of guy. Oh, oh would I I've be been surprised? in a couple. Oh, you are from Philly. I've been in a couple, uh -huh. been in a couple basketball fights. I'm not good. Luckily, I don't pack a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> Weak punches? Well, good thing. I mean, I've hit guys before, and if I could really, if I was a bigger guy, I probably yeah. would have caused some damage. But basketball fights are all about, like, hold me back, hold me back. Like, no one really oh, wants yeah, to yeah. fight. Nobody really fights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bar fight in Perloff was around at a certain point. Uh, is yeah. that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone here has been in fights, right? No, six up nope. two. Sue's never been in a fight. Shocking, no. I know. Samter, you've been in a fight. I know. I Stu's from Jersey. Mike, you've been in a fight. I don't know fight. what that meant. Samter's definitely been in a fight. I've been in a couple. <laughs> <laughs> he wants but, to fight me over this silly NBA debate that we'll hit later. Oh, yeah. No, I thought you guys were going to throw down over this one. Well, I'm going to fight you for a different reason because of this debate. What's that? He's going to make me have to disparage my all-time favorite NBA player. By virtue of the debate? Yes. Why? Because he's right? No, because he's wrong. But the guy that he's wrong about is my favorite oh, player. Oh, right, right. You found yourself in a tough spot. Yeah, We're yeah. That, defending your favorite player. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh -huh. going to go little Mac on him. <laughs> yeah, right. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> All right, well, happy ending. Yeah. By the way, Maggie, you didn't answer. Have you been in a fight? No. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, you should see the other girl. In upstate New York? No, but I've, I've witnessed some of my friends getting in fights. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it was something. I think you'd be a good fighter if you ever put your mind to it. I think so. Townie Maggie could probably come out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you would go down easy. I once saw my best friend put another girl in a full Nelson. And I was like, I can't believe what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> and I remind her of it most days. Ackerman, ever been in a fight? Yes. Yeah? And I bet it was someone famous. No. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> Darn. Well, actually, me and Regis went to Yeah, I was going to say. No. I'm sure you probably took Regis out. It was did, high school. Did you win? Yes. Look at that. Always always get into a fight with somebody you know you're going to win. <laughs> That's a good point. 855 well, I, I will say, though, I did not start the fight. It came to me. I was like, all right, you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Exactly. You get the whole thing. Ackerman, don't mess with him.
That's right. Phil, meanwhile, a lover, not a fighter. And we appreciate that, Phil. Okay, coming up, you want to talk about the debate that almost ripped the show from limb from limb this morning? I do, because I feel like I'm going to win this one, and Mike's going to come over here and try and punch me. All right, well, we'll see if that happens. Again, we're streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. The jersey's been found. We'll get more after this CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Huh. Stu can really get into some some fun ones now to try to stump us on the Navy Federal Player of the Week. Anthony Davis had a good game. I think he only had three blocks, though, in that game against the Mavs. Anthony Davis, there's no way. He's an offensive player now. I think he went college this week, right? College basketball? Did not go college. Oh. Did you go back to hockey? Did not go back to hockey. Okay. Because I was getting ready for a hockey one. You didn't go spring training, did you? No, no, definitely not spring training. (laughs) And it's like the first week of spring training. It's not even like NBA. You went NBA. Yes. Nobody's playing any defense this year. How can there yeah. be a single defense <laughs> player? Guys, it is a lot harder than in years past. You I've found realized. the one dude. No, you didn't because there's nobody. Okay, like, hold on. What did um... Rudy Gobert? No. It is not Gobert. It's got to be near and dear to Perloff's heart, I would say. You're not doing Embiid. No. Opposing uh, near and dear to Perloff's heart. N- opposing? Going against him, it's a uh, Marcus Smart. I, that's far away from my heart. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Stu. All right, so this week's player is Heat Four, Jimmy Butler in Monday's oh, 199 even... win over Perloff Sixers. Butler had four steals and helped Miami total Philly to only 99 points. We were just talking about this with our boss before the show, where if you put Jimmy Butler and James Harden, like, in a playoff series going against each other, who really wants to win this series and who will go home? Even Spike, who hosts the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, a 76ers podcast, says there's no question. Oh like, God. Jimmy Butler is not losing that series, and James Harden, who knows? There's not a single Sixers fan alive who wouldn't take Jimmy Butler over James Harden. <laughs> yeah, well, you had the chance. Not They had the chance, and they chose Tobias Harris, who came up with a big two points last night against yeah. Miami. Uh, they screwed that up. Pretty tremendously, and yeah. Jimmy will never let them go. But Jimmy, come on. I mean, is he really? Everybody, Embiid was not good last night. Everybody was, I don't buy that. You can't give it to Jimmy Butler. Well, four steals it? and holding your Sixers to 100 points? Listen, nobody can I, question, I, not you, not me, not Samter. You cannot good. question Stu's Defensive Player of the Week. It's set in stone. No, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's, it's everything. Do you want to have your other... NBA. Yeah, let's get into I, it. This I don't even know how this started. Like, I can I can I'll remind you. Okay, what how did the, how did this start? Okay, Tell us. so our guy Damian Lillard's been in the news a lot lately. He scored yeah. seventy one the other day. It was awesome. He was talking somewhere about his legacy, mm. and he, since he's in Portland right now, the way the Blazers are constructed, it might be tough to win a championship. So basically, Charles Barkley said he has to leave to re, to win a, a title. Damian Lillard shot back and said, I think that players who did not win a title are overly discredited for yeah. that fact. Yeah. And there's some of the great players of all time. This is in an interview via Baxter Holmes of ESPN. He spoke about the perception and said, basically, you know, you could be a great player without winning a title. I think we, I think we all know that intuitively. And I think you can be a great player without a title. Yeah. I think when you're talking about vying for 
greatest players, though. Yeah. That's when the rings really start to Top 10, sure. Here's here's the quote from Lillard. The only thing I haven't done is win the championship. I think people don't give enough credit. We're in an era of how many rings you got. And, well, this person didn't win one. That's why I want to win one so bad, just to have that to top everything off that I've already done. I do think we discredit people for not having a championship. The way we talk about Charles Barkley is crazy. It's Charles Barkley. It's crazy. Of course, Barkley famously did not win a ring. Of course. He was awesome. That got us so we were reading the list of players who didn't win a ring, and two of the players were Carmelo Anthony and Sean Kemp. Yeah. We were going through the 75th anniversary team. Uh, I believe that's where we got it from, right? Oh, okay. The players on the 75th anniversary team that did not win. A oh, they Although, did not I don't win. know if Sean Kemp's on this on this list, actually. No, he's not. Yeah, he didn't we, make this. We had mentioned that like Lillard was was upset that he wasn't on the list. And Lillard was but not that on Mello the list. Melo was on the list. Right. Oh, right. And it was Carmelo Anthony was on the list. And that's where somehow this devolved into a Carmelo Anthony versus Sean Kemp debate. <laughs> so to me, I didn't even know it was a debate. Wow. I assumed everybody thought Sean Kemp was a greater player. I, I didn't even think. It never even dawned on me that people thought Carmelo was greater than the Rain Man. But I guess a lot of people do. I put the poll up and it went 52%, Carmelo 48%, Sean oh, Kemp. Oh, well, that's pretty even. that close? Yeah, wow. that's I mean, that because Sean Kemp. Wait I mean, a minute, hold on. Damian Lillard did make the 75th anniversary team. I just want to be fair to him. I know we're on in Portland, too. Oh, We've got did, a okay. lot of people who are invested in this. I'm looking at it and I see Damian Lillard here. Nestled in between Kawhi Leonard and Jerry Lucas. Okay, good. Yeah, so he made it. What but, number was he? Does it say? Uh, I, I, it's not kind of like have the, yeah. It's all just an alphabetical. Well, I mean, okay, before we even break down numbers, the fact that Sean Kemp was so close to winning a title, and Carmelo, to me, has never even sniffed an NBA title. No, Melo got to a Western Conference Finals sort with of. the Denver Nuggets. Sort of. And that then team won had one no playoff shot. series with the Knicks. That, that Nuggets team had no chance of winning the title. No. Where Kemp was, Kemp made this Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals once. That was a great Seattle team. I guess you could get into how much was paid and how much was Kemp. But Kemp was a player who was so dominant that he really vied for a title. That was really what I was coming off of. Well, here's I wasn't the thing, comparing their numbers at all. No, and they're totally different players, so it would be really hard. You know, Kemp was averaging like 17 points a game where Melo was, won a scoring title and was averaging, in his prime, take the aggregate, his best 10 years, he's averaging like 26 points a game. But you're right, Kemp had the better team, whereas who's the best player that Carmelo Anthony ever played with? Chauncey? Probably Chauncey. Chauncey Billups and Kenyon Martin, right? And then Amari Stoudemire on the Knicks? Yeah, but Amari was... Yeah. He was done at that point. No, I mean, Amari had one good year with the Knicks. Right, so so that's why Carmelo put up all these good numbers, because he had a green light. He was jealous of Linsanity. If he had ever been on a good team, he never would have put up. He never would have scored 30 points a game. He wanted to be on a crappy team so he could jack it up. Whereas Kemp shot like 55% in his prime in Seattle. He was like a Shaq-level shooter. He right. hit everything. Well, and he because he was also... Goal. Listen, I say this because there were three posters up on my wall. There was a Sammy Sosa, a John Van Beesbrook, and a Rain Man Sean Kemp poster up on my wall. Three of the most random people ever. Sean Kemp is my <laughs> favorite all-time... NBA player. I love him. Yeah. He averaged 20 points a game once in his career, and it was 20.5. His career high in points per game is lower than Carmelo's low for a point in a, in a season for Carmelo's first, what, 13 years until yeah, but, he started. You yeah, know, but Sean Kemp played in the 90s. I think scoring was way down then. Sure, but still, Sean Kemp, I just, I watched him play. There was maybe a two or three year window where he was able to hit kind of like a mid range jumper, but outside of that, that 55%, he was all dunks, 
alley-oops and layups and putbacks. That's all he did. He was the most exciting player in the NBA that nobody talked about. I loved Sean Kemp. He should have won the slam dunk contest over stupid D Brown, all because D Brown pumped up his shoes and and covered his face when he. Yeah, that was he, awesome though. It was t- <laughs> Sean Kemp dunked from the foul line. It was the best foul line dunk ever because he jumped from the farthest back of anybody who's ever dunked from the foul line. Sean Kemp was amazing. And you're, you're driving me crazy that I have to disparage my favorite player ever. Carmelo is light years better than Sean Kemp ever was. But Carmelo... It's not even comparable. But Sean Kemp, if Jordan was there, easily would have been an NBA title winning player. He was probably the best player. Everyone said they, he was the best player in that 96 once, final. And they lost to the Bulls. Yeah, and he, yeah. Played, he was probably the best player in that series. He was unbelievable. He was great. He was great in that series. Yeah, to think of Carmelo being in a finals, that's a joke. Would you, no ever, would you ever have said that Carmelo could have been the best player on the court in a finals? No, because everyone on earth knows there's yes, no way because, Carmelo's making the finals. No, I just, had they won that Western Conference finals when he was with the Nuggets, he would have been the best player on that team. I love Chauncey right, Bill, but, but Melo would, would have been the best player on but that would team. But would, would he have been the best player on the floor? Right. Well, well, what was well the year Sean they... Camp wasn't the best player on the floor for his team either. He wasn't the best player in his team. Gary Payton was significantly a better player offensively and defensively. Kemp? No yes, way. He was. Sean he, Kemp was more better, exciting. Um, Gary but... Payton was a much better player offensively than Sean Kemp. Gary Payton is a Hall of Famer. Sean Kemp isn't even like on the others receiving vote list. I love Sean, but he's not at the same level of Gary Payton. And in that, although finals, Gary Payton did win a ring eventually with yes. Miami, and and. Yeah, kind of. Right. Best I mean, on he the was floor there. In the finals, yeah. you had Peyton, you had uh, Jordan, you had Rodman, you had Pippen in that finals. P- uh, Kemp was like the fifth best player overall. Now, he may have played great in that finals, but overall, career wise, he was the fifth or sixth best player on that floor during that finals. Yeah, and and Payton, I love Sean Kemp. Don't make me do this. By the way, Peyton was not that advanced offensively back then. I, I honestly there's a, I not mean, a great score. I watched he, that finals. It was during the Jordan documentary. It was very clear that there was one 80% problem. Eighty percent of Kemp's buckets came off of something that uh, that Gary. But it was very did. clear there was only one problem for the Bulls, and that was Sean Kemp. It certainly wasn't Gary Payton's offense. His defense was good. Coming Shot up, like forty percent. The one thing we didn't see coming beyond this Carmelo Anthony Sean Kemp debate. <laughs> Get back to more football in just a minute. 